Hey, hey, world, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by the one and only Charlie Bud, and today we're diving into one of Netflix's latest releases, Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe quasi-biopic starring Ana de Armas. Warning, there will be spoilers ahead, though we will try to hold on any talk until uh, the latter half of the episode on uh, spoiler territory, so you've been warned. This film has had a lot of buzz in the lead up to its release, and now that it's out, I think it's caused even more discussion. Charlie, <laughs> we really teased this one out in the last episode, and I'm going to yeah. pass the reins over to you uh, to start us off on our discussion here. Uh, what you got? Okay, Palmer, just the, here's the here's the headline for this movie What's for me. Okay, okay. I thought i just going to come out swinging and say I didn't really enjoy it that much. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I, I I didn't I didn't think I didn't enjoy it that much and uh here's here's kind of why. So break it down for me, bud. Let's let's forget the whole notion of like the premise of like this like movie like it's based on a fictionalized version of Marilyn Monroe's life. Um so let's just forget that notion for this moment. We will get back to it, but I just thought the entire movie felt incoherent. It kind of just felt like an episodic like moments of uh, Marilyn Monroe's life where it just kind of just jumped around to like different periods. It didn't have like an overarching story. Uh, I felt like the messaging of the movie was, I don't know, a little surface level in the way that it kind of is portrayed. It doesn't really have like any deeper meaning to it. Um, it just seemed, I don't know, flat kind of throughout. So, um, and I didn't, and I, to me, none of the performances really like stood out. Uh, but I'm curious what what you thought. Those that those are my initial takes. But okay. what do you think? I will admit, and I'm, I think we've said this maybe not on the podcast, but in life, you know, like one of the saddest things as a movie lover when you're watching a movie is when you have to pause it for any reason because it takes you out of the flow, it takes you out of the moment. Yeah. Charlie. It took me two days to finish this film. I literally, like, paused it. And I was like, you know what? I just can't today. I can't. I was two hours in. I only had half an hour left. And I was like, I just, I can't. I had to turn it off, go away, sleep, collect my mind, come back, and then just power through it. It was, uh, to your point, kind of... All, all over the place there. And I was not sure if that was kind of the artistic direction they were going for, for it to be like, you know, scatterbrained for lack of a better term. And just like, this is kind of like the space that she was in. So as the viewer, you should be disoriented. Or if that was like unintentional and it just ended up coming out that way. Mm-hmm. But I just never felt like I knew where we were going slash what the point of any of the actions were. You mentioned performances and I... I'm not going to equip the the actors per se, but I will say that, like, just some of the, like, moments in terms of writing, because as you'll see, viewers or listeners who are listening to this right now, um, Marilyn Monroe does a lot of external, uh, like, asides where she, she makes mention of something. For example, and this is not a spoiler, one time there is somebody who's delivering a package for her, and... She's like, oh, I'll be right back because I guess she wants to tip him. Naturally, you know, as a viewer, we recognize that. And so she's looking around, looking around and literally says aloud, where's my wallet? And I was like, bro, 
I know that's what you're doing. You don't need to tell me that. Just keep mm-hmm. looking and get this. And she ends up running out with a dollar. But it was just like, just like there were more than one of those little kinds of things. I was like, that was just an unnecessary line. Like, just expedite the story a little bit in places so that I can continue to stay engaged. So I'm agreeing with you, man. I I was not too, too jazzed about it. But it sounds like both of us kind of thought the pacing was off. Kind of break that down from from your perspective. Like, you said it's just random points in our life, but expand on that a little bit. Like, was yeah. there any point where you're just like, why are we looking at this? Or mm-hmm. were there other points that you're like, I wish we stayed here a little bit longer? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a point in the movie where I'm like, oh, I kind of wish we stayed here longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I felt like pretty much the whole movie was just the worst or most awful moments of her life. Or if this is supposed to be like a signal that this is just like, oh, this is what always what her life is. Okay, that's just miserable, man. <laughs> brutal, brutal, bro. Um, yeah. And I was like, I mean, and then the, the pacing, though, the, you brought up an interesting point about like, I, you don't know if this was like intended because of like she's her character in the movie and i don't know if marilyn monroe is like this or was like this yeah i didn't know Uh, where the line like yeah i don't know where the line was because reality yeah they showed like her real life relationships like she you know married joe dimaggio she married uh arthur uh yeah arthur miller and um she was in those movies that they show her in they she sang those songs i'm like okay so that's all real you know, they even recreate like some iconic photos that she's um, she's known for. Uh, but I'm like, so where's the fiction? Like, is it the character itself? Like the way that, um, you know, that she's like described as being like kind of like this mentally broken individual mm-hmm. um, who has a lot of like, you know, mental illness from her childhood trauma and also the trauma that she experiences in her adult life. And I'm like, OK, so that's kind of like the theme of the movie right and like in a way but i thought it fell flat like i just thought it was it didn't really explore it all that well it showed all the awful moments that kind of like okay yeah it makes sense but you're just continuously showing this for three hours of like terrible like things that happen in her fictionalized life because yep who's to say how much of this is real because it is just based on a book of a fictionalized bio biopic of her life by the same name and i'm like yeah i don't know if that was an artistic style if it's like supposed to show like oh yeah this this the movie's got this weird pacing or just kind of manic where you're not really sure when and where you are and it just kind of just jumps forward all the time and it's just like these episodic moments of her life and i'm like is that supposed to be like this meta like representation of um her 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 experiences and i was like that's not what i got from it i just thought it was like and it's and like even thinking like even when you brought that up i was like yeah maybe but i just don't think it worked like because mm-hmm. there isn't like a um i don't know like to me it just felt like the movie was clearly trying to say like look at all this terrible exploitation that uh hollywood used marilyn monroe for um and just look at it just look bad right and it just kind of <laughs> was continually doing that the whole time uh it didn't ha- offer any type of you know like insight to it it, it didn't offer any type of like um you know commentary in any type of form it just kind of just kept showing it in like 
graphic ways too not even subtle it was just like we're just being awful like okay dude there were some like i could not look at the screen at some points throughout that film it was just bad news bears buddy yeah oh my gosh i don't know it's just to me i don't know it 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 just i think it really offered nothing because it I mean, there was just like, yeah, it's like a movie about like, oh yeah, the terrible exploitation of like Hollywood. And I'm sure that is true to like, you know, to great extent, you know, I'm sure stuff like that happened all the time back then. And even now, as we know from recent yeah. controversies, um, but like it, it just, it kind of just depicted it, you know, and it just... And it, like it was depicting it as a, an excuse for her character, but like it didn't do anything more than that, right? Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere with it. It's just kind of a depressing saga. The entire three hours you were watching this movie. Yeah, if you're looking to be uplifted, this is spoiler alert. This ain't this ain't the <laughs> this ain't the movie. <laughs> this ain't it. And like oh, I don't know, man. just I, I'm curious what you kind of thought about the pacing, though. No, dude. So it was interesting because when it first came on, um, I guess it, it followed like childhood Norma Jean mm-hmm. instead of just like older Norma Jean, and we were there for like a minute. Like we were kind of like, I guess it was really to show her upbringing and show her her mother. But I thought at the same time, like you could have achieved that through like very quick flashbacks. Like you could have saved yourself at least like 20 minutes on the film. And I obviously, like, you know, you needed to, as we start talking about the movie a little more, bring in the fact that Norma Jean's father was not, like, around and her mother kind of hinted at who he could be. But that's basically a big point throughout this film. And um, just, like, I kind of, it was all over, like, just I couldn't understand what the central, like, thesis of this movie was. Off balance because we're like, I'm not, I'm Norma Jean, I'm not Marilyn, Marilyn is a persona. So I was like, oh, this movie is about the difference between Norma Jean and the persona. And it's like, no. And then it's like, I want to know who my dad is. And like, I have these like male people in my life and it's not necessarily always working. I was like, okay, so it's about that. And then it's like, her career is on a rise and how you maneuver, you know, being a starlet in, in that age. And it wasn't really like about that either. And so for me, the problem was like, because I didn't know what the movie was trying to tell me, I couldn't I couldn't understand why they chose each individual moment to actually, you know, spend an extended period of time on. So that was where, like, I just kept, like, coming up cold with uh, just getting into it. And uh, it just it took some artistic, like, liberties in that, and this is something I found particularly fascinating, the movie is shot in both black and white and in color. It's mm-hmm. like it goes back and forth. But I was trying to lock down on why they were shooting some of those films in black and white and why some were in color. And I have my own, like, theories. They also but... changed the aspect ratio, too. Like, randomly it's oh. in 4.3, and then it's in 16.9, and it's, like, widescreen, and it's back to 4.3. It's, it's, it was weird. It was all over the You're place. You're right, dude. I forgot about that. Goodness gracious. But, yeah, why do you think they were, like, what do you think the significance of that was? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't pin it down it it did it seemed random to me and i don't think mm. there was like some deeper meaning to it because i feel like this movie like as you mentioned that's actually a great criticism and something i even thought of when you were saying like all these episodic moments like there's a lot of things going on with marilyn monroe this character in this movie but it doesn't really branch out towards any of them it's like 
clearly daddy issues as she uncomfortably calls like Arthur Miller <laughs> daddy a lot of the time. I was like, and Joe DiMaggio just, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe DiMaggio too, and like clearly, you know, rising star has has issues on set, but doesn't really go in that direction. Daddy issues doesn't go in that direction. This might be the most common theme is the daddy, like the father issues, mm, like yeah. absent father might be the most prevalent theme because it happens from Joe DiMaggio's relationship to. Uh, Arthur Miller's relationship and like how that was kind of the self-destructive nature at the very very end of the movie not to do spoilers uh, because she gets that letter um and then but like yeah there's like the rise in Hollywood never really kind of expands upon that like how she can navigate the world despite having like knowing like the exploitation and there's like the exploitation angle which also is only like kind of brought up here and there mostly with joe dimaggio's character but it kind of that was like almost like the underline to the tone of that he was like abusive which who's to say i'm sure <laughs> joe dimaggio's estate is not going to be happy about that <laughs> no, portrayal no, 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 no. um and and i don't know it just <sighs> i don't know it's it's just it was kind of everywhere uh, a little bit to unpack there yeah. also i thought it was I understand that it's uh, a female-driven movie, so mm-hmm. in thinking about like Marilyn Monroe, but for the life of me, I could not, aside from maybe her mother, like really describe any other like female. It's literally just her against men the entire time. I was like, dang, like we don't even have like a little shining beacon of someone who can like help her along. Like, mm-hmm. okay, is if we're talk- starting to get a little into the plot, I don't want to like spoil anything, but early on in the movie, as a young girl, you know, she's abused by her mother, who is mentally unstable. And so she ultimately goes to her her neighbor, her female neighbor who has a husband, and uh, tells them. And so they take her out. And at first I was like, oh, like, cool. Like, she's going to get, like, a, a, a new kind of, like, quasi-mom who's going to actually, like, look after her. And No. No, they brought her to an orphanage. So it was, like, from the jump, she had probably had, like, trust issues because, you know, doesn't know her dad. So she doesn't really have necessarily the most positive relationship with men. And then she saw this woman who raised her, her mother, who, like, you know... As okay, um, I'll I'll start saying there will be some spoilers like coming out because like I just need to say it to convey this point, but I'll wait for you to hop off if you're <laughs> hopping off. Okay, so her mom tried to drown her as a yeah. child. Yeah, that was that was wild. It was it was wild. And, I like um, yeah. almost couldn't watch that dude. It was tough. I mean, like yeah, clearly abused from a kid. You know, is in the foster home. Nobody seems to want her. So definitely abandonment issues. She doesn't see her mom for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just <sighs> the movie. I, I feel like it just doesn't do enough, right? Like it, it just kind of just like her agent, right? It just kind of randomly shows up one day and makes her like a star. Like why doesn't it explore any other side of her character other than like the abuse, the exploitation and like the mental illness that she is going through throughout this movie and instead like show, you know, how she shaped her image, how she became from Norma Jean to Marilyn Monroe, navigating yeah. these industries and like, you know, dealing with like, you know, the trauma, which is terrible for sure. But that's like all the movie cares about, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem to have, like, any type of, like, saluting Marilyn Monroe in a way. It doesn't. It yep. just, it's just, like, a, like, I don't know. It doesn't go on her acting chops. Like, there's moments in the movie where she's, like, in these acting circles, and they're, like, told throughout flashbacks, and it's it's disjo- it's just, like, it's disjointed and, uh, 
Yeah. So many issues with this movie, in my opinion. So <laughs> it's funny you bring up the like acting flashbacks because this is actually one of those like brief spans in her life that we follow for a fair bit of time. I guess in her like acting group, she meets Cass and Eddie, and Cass is Charlie Chaplin Jr. Yeah. And so they begin engaging in a polyamorous relationship, and they call themselves the Gemini. Even though there's three of them. Um, I'm just like curious kind of what your thoughts were around that whole stretch. Because it comes back later in the movie in more ways than one. But I guess from the jump, just thinking about who she was at the time of meeting them. And kind of what they became in her life. Like what were your thoughts around that? Um, I mean, I don't know. I think... I didn't really know what to make of that. I mean, it, to me, it just kind of seems like the potential birthplace of... Uh, her becoming like a sex symbol maybe and mm. how that was maybe used. I, I don't think even then that was the case because it's clear like Hollywood producers did that more than she did. Um, like there's like definitely like, yeah, those, those images that, um, that Cass and the other guy like Eddie. show uh, Joe DiMaggio later on. And like, I guess they took the photos. I have no idea as to like, that's not really ever explain they're just like yeah, yeah we have these photos and we're know. blackmailing you for whatever reason i don't know that's what and i was gonna ask you, bro why do you think they like what do you think the plan was there just do they just need money like i yeah. couldn't understand why they did that. were they jealous i didn't understand that like was it uh you know i don't I, I didn't like i think more often than anything else i think that was supposed to just signal um like it was supposed i think what they were like what they were going for was that it's kind of showing marilyn monroe's character in a way right you know somebody mm-hmm. like you know most people enjoys sex i guess <laughs> um and she's having a very experimental relationship and i think it's supposed to also show the differences between um Norma Jean and Marilyn Monroe because I believe that was like a point of tension with her agent is that you can't be seen with them and then she kind of was hurt by it she's like well that's I'm Norma Jean I'm Norma Jean I'm not Marilyn Monroe like Marilyn Monroe can't be seen with them but like Norma Jean can right like I can go still hang out with them and be with them and I felt like I think that was kind of what it was supposed to be exemplifying but also at Mm -hmm. the same time another theme of this movie is that she wants kids and I think Spoiler alert here. She gets pregnant from one of them and um, she gets an abortion. In a, for whatever reason, they had to do a graphic abortion scene. Bro, know. that was literally, I couldn't, I literally almost lost it. I'll just say for those listening, they shot the scene in some moments from the inside out, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Gruesome. Yeah, I was like, oh my they gosh. do it twice. I know, bro. Why? The second time I was prepared, though, I had my eyes closed the entire time. Uh, I was like, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is just like, I felt like this was art house. Like, it was trying to be an art house movie, but it was like the most like stereotypical like art house movie. <laughs> like, it's like, we're just going to take the shot from inside the vagina. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I was not I was not mentally ready for that. <laughs> and I, I will never unsee it. It is the thing of nightmares. <laughs> my gosh. 
Oh, man. But no, it's funny. See, so from my perspective, I thought the whole Cass and Eddie, like, polyamorous thing was because, well, Cass was Charlie Chaplin's kid, and I think Eddie mm-hmm. was somebody's kid. And everybody seemed to have daddy issues. Um, like, yes, in that they both group. had so, them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's exemplifying, like, oh, she can find actually, like, a, a, a healthy relationship with, like, men who's sharing kind of that, like, um, that history. And it was interesting, too, because they both make a point of saying, like, we don't, when we see you, we don't see Marilyn Monroe. We see Norma Jean. So it was finally, like, an opportunity for her to let her hair down. And she's like, I found my, I found my tribe there. And I couldn't really understand where the breakdown occurred for the three of them. Like, I guess after the uh, abortion, but, like, Cass gave her the go-ahead to, like, he, like, was in support. And also... If you read the Wikipedia synopsis, apparently it was his kid. Although I was like, I don't know how you would know who, like, whose it was, but uh, yeah. And so she, maybe it's in goes, more clarified in the book. Oh, okay, good call, good call, good call. Uh, but yeah, no. So she goes through the procedure, and then they just kind of like go separate ways. I guess it was meant to symbolize like her desire to actually settle down. Although it's kind of like the opposite. So I guess maybe that loss helped her to understand how important it was for her to have kids. I was kind of at a loss myself. Yeah. And then like, yeah, the relationship kind of ends and I don't even remember what the next scene is, but she's not with them and they've seemed to have broken up and, um, and it's not really clear why. And maybe it is because, maybe she had something to do with it with the loss of the, the kid or something like that and also it just seemed like mm-hmm. she didn't want the abortion in the end and the, the doctor still proceeded and I'm like what is happening Dude. here um wild I mean, I'm so like, like, I'm part, praying of, me, part of me was like wondering if there was like a, if that wasn't if that was not her decision and in like it was always it was like her agent or someone at the studio Ooh. who made that decision and like we see it at first to seem to be her decision but uh um, maybe it never really was kind of actually further exemplifying the explore uh, exploitation theme of this movie. Yeah. Well, she did shoot them a call, I guess, and let them know. And they're like, yeah. we'll take care of everything. That's what, yeah. Yeah. And, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. And then she was driving like literally in the car and she's like, actually, I don't want to go. And the guy was just, was not listening to her. Mm-hmm. So, cause they didn't care at that point. Nope. They didn't. Nope. They, they, even if she, like the fact that they told them, or the fact that she told them that oh I'm pregnant was probably like, yeah we're uh, we're uh, we don't we're gonna get that taken care of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like thank goodness they like honestly this is gonna sound terrible, this is gonna sound terrible. But like, I'm just glad they didn't have some graphic scene where like she was by a staircase with her agent or something. And the dude just like pushed her down because honestly, the way some of those other scenes went, like anything could happen. Surprise, bro! <laughs> I was like, "Golly, like please make this worse." My gosh. Yeah, craziness. I don't know if this movie needed to be as uh, graphic as it was. Like, I don't for what so. reason? I don't know. Like, I don't. They got the NC-17 rating. Like I that. Know. That already kind of narrows like your appeal to viewers so mm-hmm. like, yeah um yeah you know, most most studios really try not to get that rating like if you didn't know like the lighthouse was about to be that uh because a little minor fun fact for y'all <laughs> this is a funny one even though it is graphic um oh. robert eggers wanted to or roger roger whatever the director of the lighthouse wanted to have a shot of um robert pattinson's erect penis in the movie 
Oh. Uh, but A24 said, no, we want this to be R-rated. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going to... Wowzers. Yeah, so... Um, so he had oh, to cut boy. it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm just I surprised honestly... Netflix, like, let them carry on with that edit of that movie to continue to be, like, NC-17. I just onto me because there's a lot of unnecessarily graphic scenes in that movie so a hundred percent and honestly maybe netflix was just like let's just let's just get one this is their first i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. so maybe they're like let's just get one under our belt yeah so we can kind of see what this is like what the audience is like and then maybe go from there and my thing i think is if i knew this was all real like if this had actually happened then i my mindset would be a little different as a viewer but like knowing that this is in part fictionalized too. I'm just like, why are we just continuing to up just the pain? It hurts me to watch. Gosh yeah. darn. And like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's like what the meta commentary is. It's just like, mm. but I'm like, it's a, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Just don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. A lot to, uh, like <laughs> a, a lot, lot to unpack. unpack. There was a lot to a lot unpack to in that unpack movie. Here. And I don't oh, know. Man. I feel like th- there was just you know, like, I felt like there was unnecessary uh, amounts of like nudity. I felt like you just randomly just like okay. Yep. <laughs> latter half of the movie, people just didn't feel like wearing clothes. Oh yeah, I was like, oh well, yeah, yeah. The latter okay. half of the movie it was it was rare to find people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, all right. So definitely don't watch this with. Uh, honestly, maybe even your family. This is maybe just one of those movies you just watch by yourself. Honestly, this might be a movie you skip. So. <laughs> Yeah, truthfully, if we're if we're giving out ratings like that, like, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I don't. Would you recommend this movie to people? I don't think I would. No. Yeah, I'm just no. not making my recommendation list. It just. Yeah, yeah, if you, I was trying to think of a scenario in which to recommend. If you're curious, and you have like two hours and a lot of t- like 30 minutes and plus you have three hours of your time like that's what you need for this and movie, you're I guess. ready emotionally to like see some pretty heavy stuff have at it have at it yeah this but, movie uh, is heavy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard to seriously. talk about this movie it's just i know that's what i'm saying dude i'm just like i'm still processing as <laughs> we're saying it right now it's hard oh, to talk man. about this movie it is very dark and it is very heavy um, but, uh, like at the same time, it doesn't do anything with these themes. It just kind of shows them in like awful ways because it is graphic yep. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and it's just like, okay, was... well, this just is uncomfortable. Um, yep. and so oh, if that was the, what, if that was, uh, Dominic's goal then congratulations, you did, you did it. Thing, you dude. made me uncomfortable, very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I am curious, were there any, I mean, we just talked about all the darkness, any bright spots for you in this movie, um, like in terms of like actual... No, because every time points. there was a glimmer of hope, it was just stripped away. Dude, I was like, I'm amazed she made it as long as she did. <laughs> I I enjoyed Ant- uh, Anthony Adrian Brody's portrayal of Arthur Miller. I thought he did a good job there. Mm. But like, it, that was probably the lightest moment for me because it was like, this is there's this dude who like... You can tell it genuinely cares for her. All right, yeah. perfect, cool. And then 
you come to find out that he's basically been like writing, but he's been like writing a character that's exactly like sh- like her, and he yeah. uses the daddy for like this other. I think it's like basically about their relationship, and she felt betrayed, and naturally, naturally, yeah. And it's just like, dude, like, come on, you were the one person I was rooting for. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious! And but they're like, like that happens early on with that like relationship during that sequence, and then she's like still with him and like very upset when. You know, she finds out she's pregnant and then eventually loses it. I guess we're in spoiler territory at this point, but yep, is there really like, are. I don't know. I don't know if there's much spoilers to this movie. It doesn't really have a story. Um, it's it's just kind of a series of un- horrible events, really. <laughs> a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, except man. it's more, it's more horrible than unfortunate. Yeah. Oh um, gosh. And, um, the, <laughs> But like, so then she like loses the kid, and then okay, so there's a lot of like interesting scenes I want to talk about because there's like yeah, the moment where it. she's on the beach with uh, Arthur Miller and like I guess family friends or whatever. She like falls, she feels you know something happen, like you know kind of bleeding or, or whatever, thinks like something's wrong with the the baby, and um, she like screams out to Arthur, and like he starts running, and then all of a sudden like paparazzi's cameras are there and i'm like what is happening is this supposed to be and then like i think it flashes to them like at a red carpet event and um she's like saying how much she loves all her fans and all that stuff and a lot of slow motion in this movie Um, yes very strange (laughs) see that's what my thought like originally like thinking about those scenes because i think it was in color for some of that and then it goes to black and white and I was like, oh, so I guess the color parts are the Norma Jean parts, and the black and white parts are the Marilyn parts. Mm-hmm. But, like, the longer you watch it, the, like, less clear that becomes. So that's where I was kind of uh, having a problem there. Oh, man. And I was going to say... Oh, I actually know like, that theory. But, yeah, dude, like... Oh, what was, I had such a good point. I had such a good point about this movie. But I, I completely forgot. It's It's fine, you know? It just... That's kind of like the my my take on this movie. There was the opportunity for brilliance. Yeah, truly, there was a lot and of the just... stuff. I mean, I haven't read the book Blonde. To be fair, um, but mm-hmm. I felt like this movie had a lot of promise to kind of really explore these themes in like yeah. really interesting ways. Um, if you want to be, if you want to really tell it in like this these raw way, you can, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, although it kind of felt like they did it to do it instead of like having a deep, like a, a purpose, you know, I felt like a lot of it, a lot of the more graphic um, depictions just kind of was to just for shock value, you know, it wasn't necessarily for anything uh, for any purpose. Um, so like, which is a shame because there is like, you know, stuff like this, like the, the, the themes of this movie, um, I mean, it's really dark, it's really heavy, but, like, there's a lot of potential to really, like, do something well with it, especially with a character like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, I don't know too much about, like, her life, but you could have really shown more of, like, a positive spin on the character herself instead of, like, this always manic kind of persona that she has and, like, all the issues that she has. And, like, we could have could have really done more with that. Uh, and it's kind of disappointing that it stops so short in so many of those avenues no agreed like i've heard stories about her and i just 
I hear she was like an incredible person and like very unique. And obviously she had to like battle through some like mental health stuff, but like there were no bright spots in this dude. Like they didn't show her being triumphant really like once, even when she's like riding high, it's just always a knock on her somewhere. Yeah. And, like it's, it's always in the background. It's yes. just always somewhere in the background or it's like, it's showing like how it's super, super exploitative, like still like when she's like, you know, just taking photos outside of like a premiere for a movie, you can just see like all these people kind of um, uh, all the like these men who are like, you know, oogling and ogling over her. Like it's it, and, it, and like it has like all these like slow motion shots of like her <laughs> like crotch basically and like, mm. what is happening yeah. and also did they make um, the guy's mouths like bigger for like a scene was that just me because one dude had, like, oh i was like i was like dude that guy either has the largest mouth <laughs> in the world or they like edited that i or think something. they edited it because i, was, like, I think they had no to way. yeah because i was like there's a couple of people with very large mouths yes. and like and i was like oh this has to be edited there's just no shot that this is what like i'm like what was the purpose of that and um but I don't know. It was it, it it is a bummer in a way that this movie kind of really just it falls short in a lot of areas, um, especially from a thematic standpoint. I do. I I have nothing positive to say about this movie. That's my positive thing to say about this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, it's hard to say this, I know, I, I like, yeah. there's a lot of time, there's a lot of effort, these people worked really hard on this movie, Ana de Armas really had to, you know, dig deep for this film, I mean, you know, what she had to basically, you know, prepare, like, do in this movie, like, that's gotta be tough, and to just, um, you know, kind of just be said, like, by two random guys on the internet with a podcast to just say, you know what, it was not good. It's like, you know, it's really discrediting a lot of people's work, but uh, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's necessarily anyone who is like physically in the movie. I think it's more like the direction of the film. I'm going to blame the director and potentially the screenplay. I haven't read the book, so I can't really say like how faithful this was of an adaptation. There's like very little dialogue in this movie. It is so visually told. Um, and it was just weird. It's just a, it's just a, like the yeah. way that it's told is just yeah. odd. I, um, and it's not a fun watch. It's just a constant like depression stream. I truly <laughs> And I feel bad because, like, I know a lot of people like put in like a lot of time and effort. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, like, I think the movie shows how she, like, dies in yeah. real life, right? Like, that's, she overdoses on uh, some medication, um, and that's how she dies. And, like, I don't know what she was going through. Clearly, depression or something, because you don't commit suicide. <laughs> You're, you know, if you're happy, you don't do that, at least. No. Um, so, no. And, uh, and I remember what I was actually yeah, so going to say. Clearly, the real life Marilyn Monroe about Marilyn had, like, Monroe. It was extent, weird because, you know, some and I guess this would go to, like, the script. But, like, the I think way George they Carol wrote Oates, her, who wrote the book that this she movie was is based like, on, said this was, like, an impressionist but she biopic. But she was because she was aware of how people were perceiving her. You know, like, why can't you just tell that story? But like internal torture. In which character you're trying like, to basically be taken uh, serious, so but you know the, the kind of like, landscape you have to navigate had and how a character you have to do based it. On her, and even in private spaces, you can never truly so be yourself. And, like, and I was like, do you know how painful that weird. is to watch? Like, everywhere she turned, when she just needed, like, a safe space, she never had it. And I, I can't believe that's, like, how it was in real life. Like, I just, I cannot imagine. Like, I pray it wasn't her life because that would be super tragic but dude that was rough yep mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. No, I thought that was cruel. I thought that was very cruel. And it's just like in a in a way in a movie that was just incredibly sad and depressing, the only like shining star was or for Marilyn Monroe was like you know, yeah. making her dad proud. At one I mean, point I did actually want to ask you about, and, like, um, because she we talked about Cassidy that letter, it is crushing to her. You know, can clearly see that it's so crushing to her. She literally killed herself. Of Marilyn. And in the end, like literally the thing that I guess the movie <laughs> sends her over the edge was, and as Charlie and I mentioned, she <laughs> did not know her father. Somewhere just, about like maybe threw, they like of the way you were already movie, uh, you know, she gets a letter from her father saying that then he's got following her and he'll meet her soon, but He's just kind of keeping his distance. <laughs> and so that continues to go on throughout the movie. They just absolutely then, threw you to the seventh layer the of hell. As comes to an so, end, you find that out that Cass died. Uh, and he had left her something. And yeah, it was that was random tiger that she had found cool. when she was with like, him. I, and I wonder but why he But he also left her that. a letter. Like, so we never really get that motivation between like, that why they blackmail Joe DiMaggio. Why he's writing these letters. Him. It's just cast. to be like, what? And I was like, wondering what your thoughts like were on she that. She broke up like, with them and they were not over A kindness he was doing her? Or do you think that was something selfish? <laughs> Eddie, why don't you go wait outside? Cass and I, we have something to discuss. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I am curious what you thought about that, like one scene. It's very, it's very much towards the end of the movie. It's in like black and white. She's like, Buddy. it's dark out. She's Jeez. lying in bed. Yeah. Um, they have. Yeah, I was like, if like, there was any gets hope up for this, movie. and she like wanders around the house, <laughs> and suddenly goes, she like gets. 
I think it's it's like a dream, clearly, right? Um, and then she gets taken yeah, in, goes back through the hospital, boom. abortion scene, <laughs> version two oh, happens. Man. Um, and then she wakes up. If you look closely, Holly. she's like covered in blood. That like killed me, man. From that killed like, me. I was like, what happened? And then they just moved on. They just moved on. Doesn't doesn't ever talk about it. I'm nope. like, what? I'm confused on what just happened. Like, yeah, was this like a psychosis thing where she did something? Like, like is that it's not explained. You can only kind of assume that on that, but and then like it's never mentioned. Like we're done or up again? It's just cast, we just kept moving on to the next horrible thing we want to show you. Oh so, um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, uh, oh man and then Cass walks out crying and he's like what's going on and she's like come in please yep. that's <laughs> basically how this movie goes it's just a brutal sad tale with no like you know happiness no bright spots surface level in all of its exploration of these themes it's a flat movie mm-hmm. that is like toneless in a sense Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, that was bizarre. I didn't understand what was going on. Yep. Dude, that was weird. I was like, yeah, she hurt. Like, is, did she do something to herself accidentally? Like, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Um, that's depressing. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know. I mean, definitely one of our shorter episodes, but what is there more yep. to say about the movie? <laughs> it is just, it's just sad. It's depressing. Oof. It's brutal. It's graphic. And Oof. it doesn't really kind that's of show Marilyn Monroe's character in any kind of triumphant way. It's just like showing all the horrible things. That so that's our conclusion, everybody. We do not recommend this. I at least I don't recommend this movie. I think for the most part, if you've made it to the end and you haven't already heard, like I would definitely skip it. I, uh, you know, unless you're kind of into that thing, I guess. So, if you have a very morbid curiosity, it's the equivalent I guess of I would check it out. But other than that, trying to lick its dead I don't mother really back uh, think it's like worth it. It's three hours long. I'm bro, bro. I, I hate it, to be the, the guy. That part is it actually could have been I hate to be something. the guy, but I'm gonna and say it. I think it, we man. talked about that, but it's Golly, truly could have been. It was just like just actually something like, oh, that really explores these little themes. Twitch. And, nope. Um, nope. Uh, it could have been a really interesting terrible. kind of <laughs> character story about somebody who had to go through <laughs> Sorry, this and dude, that's you know, like navigate that world. Oh man! That, but it was one-dimensional all the way through. Yep. <laughs> Nothing like ending on a good note, right? <laughs> All right, Palmer, is there anything else you would like to add to this last words on Blonde? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day. Yep. I will definitely appreciate that. No. All right, yeah. thank you so much for listening. This has been the What You Got Podcast, where your host, Charlie Budd, and joined with me, as always, is Jordan Palmer. 
Make sure to follow us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit us up on social media, which you can find us at Palmer Bunch Lindsay. We have new episodes every Monday evening. Yes. If you saw Blonde, let us know what you thought. If you didn't see it, God bless you. Um, you lucked out. And next week, we're going to be talking about Wendell and Wild, the new animated series or movie uh, produced by Jordan Peele oh, and there, stars Key and Peele. And uh, I, I forget who is who wrote and directed it, but I'm sure it's great. It's got a very thematic thing for Halloween. It's oh, like the Halloween just, kind of fun movie. It makes you so we'll be going over that on Halloween. Your life because so no matter what's going week, on, it's probably not as bad as Marilyn Monroe's life was in that. So uh, just appreciate that, I guess. Absolutely. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at WhatYouGotCast, what you spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Instagram at WhatYouGotPodcast, what you spelled the same way. back together. <laughs>